congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, Alyssa Mann, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Hi, stranger. Hi, I miss you. Neighbor stranger. Neighbor stranger. (laughs) I know, I never see her anymore. Nobody sees anybody anymore. I know, but she's like right there, so it's even worse. You guys should just pick a time and go to your freaking balcony and <laughs> chat. You're that close. We really should. You should Every have once in a while, I sh- echo around the apartment apartment block, and I say hi, Alyssa, when I pass your car. You could have Aww. wine from the balcony. You could toast each other from the balcony. <laughs> we really could. I think you need to make that happen. I think we do. It'd be all right. Because I'm going crazy in my apartment. When I f- saw that uh, we, we were going to have two Zoom in this week, I was like, Alyssa, do you want to Zoom? No, <laughs> I'm driving out. i got to get out and got to leave the house. It's so hard when you live alone because there's just no one to talk to. Yeah. Like I just have my dog and I love her, but she is not a human. My husband's not much of a talker. You guys have met him. No, he's not. We said hi to each other today, though. And I that know. was big. I was like, I don't think we've ever said hi before. <laughs> They came came to the house at the same time. We did. Yeah. I forgot I totally forgot where he went. I had such a headache today. And then I finally kinda came out of it and uh I texted him, I said, Where are you? He hates when I don't remember shit. Mm-hmm. So he just texts me question marks. <laughs> like, are you serious right now? That's his Are you an idiot? Yes, text. I am. Now tell me where you are. <laughs> and then I remembered. I was like, he went guys, out. I finally did watching Tiger King. Yay, you're finally on the bandwagon. What about you, Jessica? Have you seen I'm Tiger King? The- no. Here's well, the thing, Jessica. The- so I can't talk very much about it. You know, I just How far are you in? I'm only the first episode. Oh, um, I started about it last night, but I fell asleep. So I have to rewatch the first episode. Here's the thing. If you live here, Jessica, you don't there's not new information about joe exotic that we didn't already know people from far away are like he did this he did this and i was like yeah it was in the news like four years ago and then you say you realize that that's not the only park like that in oklahoma we have like four or five of them yeah this is not my not my thing i don't think i watched part of like the first episode and got bored and i was like i'm just gonna go watch Sherlock again or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know what? If I wasn't in the entertainment business, I never would have watched it. Just mm-hmm. wasn't my cup of tea. If I wasn't stuck in my house, I also probably wouldn't have watched it. I but I was that's like probably the case for most people. I don't have anything better to do. Um, so I'm gonna watch this thing that other people are talking about so I can talk with them yeah. about well, it. I feel like I've seen people talk about it so much that I've seen it vicariously. Like with between all the memes. Like I've seen all yeah. the funny parts at this point. Yeah. <laughs> On the, the Facebook memes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it makes me sad to see all those cats in cages, in small mm. cages. It's just. People are this awful. Is be, like, it's, this is going to be a sad episode. Crazy sad. Mm. And crazy, crazy. Yeah. Because I don't like it. It's cruel. Did you guys not to change the subject away from Tiger King or anything? 
But did you get, did you get the messenger that I sent about the brothel they're opening in Texas? That's machine people. Yeah, or something like that. The, yeah. the robot brothel. Yeah, I think we talked about that one time before. Yeah, but this is a new one. There was one they opened someplace else, probably Florida. Sorry, Florida. Yeah, but once probably you have Florida. robot brothel, it's old news. Yeah, true. <laughs> there's, only, there's only so much robot sex you can talk about. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm just trying to think of what else was on that list. Well, the only reason that it's relevant right now is that I would think that the sales, of if, if they were available, I would be thinking... You know, people would be buying that shit like crazy because they can't come into contact with anybody. And if they had their very own sex robot. You don't need the whole robot. You can go down. I'm sure that some of like the little fun toy shops are open for curbside. See, now that's what I'm thinking. Order it through the mail. I'm an Eve. I sure wish we got some statistics on that right now. Remember years ago when Tuttle was the number one I forgot about that. The number one order of sex toys in the United States. Per capita, right? Yeah. Yeah. Traumatizing. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I live in Tuttle. Well, you sent the thing about Gwyneth Paltrow with the nipple thingies and something else. The jeweled nipple clamps. Yeah. Well, after Martha sent that to me. Yeah. Sent that to me. I get commercials for vibrators now. They pop up on my Facebook all the time. Thanks, Martha. (laughs) Hey, you're going to get a free trial to goop. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I was like scrolling through Facebook and Garrett was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Look, commercials for vibrators are fine. I don't want them on my Facebook. Oh, come on, you guys. All places. (laughs) Not on Facebook. I have never had a commercial for vibrators on Facebook. All well, it was weird. Dogs and crocheting. Well, you know, what's really funny is I'm the one that always shares that stuff with you guys. And I've never got a commercial like that. Our Jessica, who else uses your computer? I'm thinking Garrett might have been looking at that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was my phone. And it was like I I clicked on it and looked, read the thing about Gwyneth Paltrow that you sent me. And then... Like an hour or two later, I was scrolling through and it popped up with like a vibrator. And I was like, oh, what? (laughs) I can see you blushing from here, Jessica, all the way through Zoom. (laughs) She's speechless, folks. She's speechless. Well, I try to, you know, brighten up your day, especially right now when we're all stuck inside and you're not getting any good laughs. You got to have somebody send you weird shit on the internet to keep you engaged, to keep it real for you. Chloe says, yeah, she agrees with me. It's a big woof. (laughs) She said that she's had some strange Facebook ads, too. Yeah. Weird. Oh, I had a run in with my hot neighbor. (gasps) Oh, that's right. This is a hot. There's another hot neighbor story, and she has not told it to me yet. So I'm very excited to hear and the continuing saga of hot neighbor. hot neighbor. So this will probably be the last one because he is moving. <gasps> what? Come to find out, he is moving. So I have lived near him for four or five years now, and you still don't know his name. Correct. Um, but so what? I 
got home from podcasting last week. Before I came home, I went to get pizza at Hideaway. Because oh, I, I now I want Hideaway. I wanted to support a local business, and I was and I wanted pizza, so I was like, I'm gonna go get Hideaway. So I came home, and he pulled up at the exact same time. So now Hot Neighbor is in a wheelchair. So he's getting out. Why did I never know this before? I feel like I've mentioned it before. Did you guys know this this one thing? This really sort of important thing? Well, Vani has seen him, so yes. (laughs) How do you not know his name? Well, I mean, we cyberstalked him once and found out his name. We did cyberstalk him that one time. We've just never introduced ourselves. But you I have no idea that Hot Neighbor was in a wheelchair. He's almost it's gone. It's too late now, Jessica. That's the problem is it became a point where it was like we'd been interacting for like two years. And I was like, it's too late to ask his name now. <laughs> Just ask. This has gone on too long. So we get home at the exact same time. So I get out of my car and he was like, hey, are you busy? And I was like, no, what's up? And so his TV had gone out. And so he went to Best Buy to get a TV and they loaded it into his truck for him. This is the giantest TV I have ever seen. It is probably like if you stood it on end, it would be almost as tall as I am. This is like a 60 inch television. So not only did you see Hot Neighbor right after the podcast, but you went into his house. Yeah. So here's what happened. So this is in the trunk of his car or the bed of his truck trunk bed whatever he was like can you help me get this inside I was like absolutely I was like what was your plan here and he was like I didn't really have one (laughs) he was like I didn't really think it out he was like but I wasn't going to be isolated in my house without TV and I was like I get it so I helped him bring it into his apartment so now I've been in his apartment (laughs) which he will not be staying in very much longer this sounds like a setup for a cheesy porno it does. It does. <laughs> and then as I was leaving, he was like, I would give you the biggest hug right now, but we're so, but like with social distancing, I can't. I was <gasps> so I almost oh. got a hug from my hot neighbor, but he's moving. We've never introduced ourselves. And you've been in his house. <laughs> I've been in his house. It does sound like the beginning to a porno, doesn't it? <laughs> my friend Heather was like, that's the beginning of a rom com. I was like, yeah, except I've known him for five years. And you still don't <laughs> know his and name. I still don't know his name. She was like, you should have asked him out. I was like, that's not something I would do. Who was it yesterday that was reviewing that one romance about the lady who went to her neighbor's house? Um, I think Keith is the the romance girl, isn't she? It totally made me think of Alyssa's hot neighbor. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about you a lot yesterday, Alyssa, because you and Keith have very uh, similar tastes. Do we? Yeah, she was talking about you. We need to be friends. Yes, you do. I missed a big night last night. Yeah, you did. Actually, it was so big that it continued on after I left. Wow. Yeah. There were no oh. there were no book girls in the room and the book girls were still talking. Oh, yay. It was so cool. I felt like so proud. <laughs> cuz Shona G, Shona G hosted cuz she has a Zoom account. So we didn't have to keep Oh, right. She is the Oh, kind... actually Megan was still there. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if Megan was still there. Sh- Shona G was the host. So mm-hmm. th- she lives in uh, near Denton, Texas. Mm-hmm. We had a big crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I think Robbie's coming next week, too. <gasps> Yay. Hey. She got a new puppy. 
She did. She sent me a picture like at two <laughs> last night. Uh, so we had Shona G. Keith from Pennsylvania, from Johnstown, and Dana, who's from near Philly. Jessica was there. Uh, Megan from Florida. Brittany from south of Dallas. Allison from Wisconsin. Sandra from the Caymans. Emily from Indianapolis. Sarah from Calgary. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Well, our Megan was there. And Vonnie was there for a while. Oh, yeah. And Kayla was there, too. Kayla yeah. Kayla hopped in after we'd been in there for a little while, and I didn't remember to write her down. It's because you know her personally. Yes. That's probably why. <laughs> but it was a good discussion. I mean, we had... We talked about a lot of books. Megan wrote most of them down. So if you, maybe what we'll do is we'll have Megan do a post about it. That would be good. Listing all of the books. Remind me to text her. If not, she'll hear this on the podcast. Yeah, it'll happen. (laughs) She's going to hear about it either way. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Can you do the things that Martha's asked? (laughs) The only reason she's not on with us is because we can't do five at once. Five is too many to do at once because we talk all over each other and it's painful to listen to. So we we keep it to four for that reason. Otherwise, we could all be together every week. I'm trying to think. We did six that one time. When we did the 100th episode, there were six of us. Oh, my God. And it was crazy. It was awful. (laughs) You know, when we do it, when we're out live, it's different. Because there's more structure. Mike's there. Yeah. <laughs> to pull us along. Yeah, he in is. In the correct direction. Yeah, he is. So it's not as bad if we have five or six people. But when we're just going, when we're totally relaxed <laughs> and being ourselves. I think ourselves. that's it, is we're all, we're all relaxed in the podcast when we do the podcast, not in front of people. And then we're all very tense. Yeah. When we're in front of everyone else. In other words, we're on our best behavior when we're out in public. Yeah, I would not talk about Hot Neighbor at a live event. <laughs> I'm still in shock that he's in a wheelchair and I didn't know. I'm still in shock you don't know his name. I'm still in shock I've been in his apartment and I don't know his name. <laughs> you know, I I almost want, now that you know where he lives, I almost want to go. I knew where he lived the whole time. I park in front of his apartment. I'd just never been in you it. You know what? Since he's almost moving, Alyssa, you should just go knock. No. Take him some cookies and say, you know, I feel really bad that we've known each other this long and I don't even know your name. It's like you've never met me at all. She's blushing right now. Even thinking about it's making her blush. Oh my God, I would never. Also, there's a part of me that's like, maybe he did tell me his name and I forgot. (laughs) And that would be worse. Well, how about if you tell me where he lives? I will not tell you. And I'll I'll do a um you know, have you ever read those books where somebody tries to deliver a summons and they go (laughs) pretend to be somebody else? Come on. Really? That also sounds like the beginning of a porn. And they disguise (laughs) themselves pretending to be somebody else. And they knock on the door and they say, hi, I'm so-and-so from blah, blah, blah. And then they relax and you say, oh, by the way, you're served. And they hand over the the summons. I could do that, only not serve them. I could knock on the door and say... Phone number. <laughs> I could I could knock on the door and say I'm a friend of a friend who would really like to know your name. And I know that sounds cryptic, but um, could you just tell me your name? <laughs> and
And then I we would know play. it. And then I would know the name. We could play, um, have you met Ted, but have you met Alyssa? <laughs> I think that would be really fun. I would totally do that, too. Oh, please don't. I want to do that. But none of my friends take me up on it. Any time, like, let's go to the bar. We'll, I'll, we'll play have you met so-and-so. No one takes me up on it. <laughs> my favorite way to know somebody's name, if I forget, which I do often, um, I'll say, so how do you spell your name? Because, you know, everybody has weird spellings of their name. Most of the time sure. that does not backfire. It backfires when someone's name is like Eric or something. Or Jessica. Or Jessica. <laughs> no, it, because people add H's and silent G's to a lot of shit these days. And you just don't know. And uh, Eric, I could I could roll with that. I could say, oh, really? I have a cousin who who spells his name with an extra silent H. Eric, what if it's like <laughs> under no circumstances can you come to my house and do this? <laughs> oh, I because I see the glint in your to. eye. I would never tell. Plus, who it he's was. moving anyway, so it doesn't mean you couldn't date him. I can go just. <laughs> For all I know, he, he could be dating someone. Where's he? Well, I mean, you don't know his name. Cool. You don't know he's dating. <laughs> Where's he moving? Far away? Or he's moving like... to Newcastle. He's having a house built. Dude, is it sad that I'm sitting here thinking he has a big TV and he's building a house? I'm thinking you should date him because he could be like your sugar daddy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> except he lives in our apartment complex, Vonnie. Yeah, but he's well, having I, a yeah. house built. I, I take a chance, man. <laughs> I never do that. Take a chance, a, take a chance, take a chance. It's a, a defining chance. feature of my personality. <laughs> I know, we can't go out together. I know. You would hate I'll it. I'll embarrass you. I'm the least fun. <laughs> this is this is like I so enjoy hazing people and it's just so much fun for me, so I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Look, I know it's non I know it's a nonsense situation. <laughs> It's okay. I'm aware. I'm the just entire it. time it was happening, I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what? <laughs> at least you were wearing a bra. Last week I wore a dress to the podcast, so at least I was dressed nice this time. Yeah. It's always a plus. And you had a bra on. And I had a bra on. So there you go. There we go. And then I went home and ate my pizza. <laughs> there were so many possibilities that were missed there, Alyssa. I'm aware. Ugh. I guess I have to let it go. I mean, it happened last week, so you have no choice. <laughs> it's done. It's over. It already happened. Damn it! It's not happening Mama's right now. It happened seven days ago. I have to have something to occupy my mind. I'm I know. Going I'm a sad there crazy. won't be any more stories after this, though, because you'll he'll just be gone. have to find a new hot neighbor. Somebody's got to move into that apartment. That's true, I guess. But I like this one. <laughs> Is it time for books? I think it's time for books. Okay. I'm still so sad. The whole, the whole uh, hot neighbor thing has really just got me in a major funk now. <laughs> well, you're gonna have plenty of time to mourn while I. Re- <laughs> review my book because i know you will not be listening oh are one of those again yes what is it this week 40 to 60 year old man book again oh very very 60 to 
40 year old. Oh, man. she started with 60. It must <laughs> she was going to say 60 to 80. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, a whole new a demographic. 60 to 80 year old veteran. <laughs> yes, because this is one that my dad recommended to me, and he is Harry. So, yes, very much so. Bonnie's quarantined at the moment. She can't come over to my house because somebody at her work, we had a scare this week, and somebody at her work got tested for the corona. And Bonnie said, I'm not coming over. No, I am not. So back to my book, Go to Sleep, Martha. Okay. It's called A Bridge Too Far by Cornelius Ryan. Oh, that is a movie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was a movie. But what this is, it's a book about a failed World War II military operation in that was fought in uh, Netherlands in 1944. And the what they were trying to do is to uh, take over the bridges, like to, you know, to uh, cut Germany off and retake the cities in Netherlands that they had um, that they had overtaken. Like I said, it was failed. So what they did is it was a airstrike and they um, dropped people by parachute and glider um, into the area so that they could take over these bridges except their strategy was not good. And half of the ones that they dropped, they dropped in the daytime with German troops on the ground. Well, that's not very bright. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it was, you know, a matter of they had to drop them at that time at that place, but it just, it turned into, you know, they were able to um, take back a couple of the cities in Netherlands that Germany had overtaken, um, but and they did take some of the bridges, but not all of the bridges. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. A lot of fighting, a lot of plane crashing, because the gliders it seemed like. All, it, it seemed like there was no good place for the gliders to land ever because most of the gliders crashed. And I'm trying to remember how many. I know that it was over like uh, like 35,000 troops of um, British and American. It was a combined effort that were parachuted into the area trying to take over these bridges and to push Germany back out of Netherlands. But yeah, hmm. that's what it was. About. And like I said, this is one that my dad recommended to me. Um, this isn't one of my favorite war books. It was, there was so many different people that it talked about and so many different strategies and so much action in it that it was almost hard to follow if you don't have a lot of background knowledge of World War II, of the fighting in World War II, like so, the military. So it was definitely a very guy book. 
it was a very, very guidebook. I mean, I still liked it and I still finished it, but I don't know how much of it I retained. Hmm. So much information at one time, you know, but yeah. And that's called A Bridge Too Far by Cornelius Bryan. Do you want to go next, Jessica, or do you want me to? It's up to you. I don't care. Okay, I'll go. Awesome. <laughs> so this week, uh, my book I read in honor of Donna Kaufman, who, um, when I was younger, was one of my favorite contemporary romance authors. And she died this past week of pancreatic cancer. Mm, and so bumper. I went back and um, it immediately made me remember the first book of hers that I ever read. And I haven't read it in a long time. And so... I went back to read it. I found this book in the bargain bin, in the 25 cent bin at the Moore Public Library when I was like 16 or 17 years old. And I didn't used to like contemporary romance. I used to only read historical. That was the only thing I was interested in. And so she was one of the first contemporary authors that I like really liked. So um, this week I read Dear Prince Charming by Donna Kaufman, and this book centers around a magazine called The Glass Slipper. So this book is part of a series that um, kind of focuses on like modern fairy tales, and this one is centered around Cinderella. And so this book starts out and Valerie is our heroine and she is the publicist for Glass Slipper magazine and it's about to like roll out. Um, They're about to have their like first issue launch and so for their cover they are going to have Prince Charming on the cover who is a man um, who writes a an advice column for women. he um he's like really famous he's written four books his column is syndicated like all across the country he's super popular but no one knows what he looks like and like no one knows his name so um they're like big get and their big launch for the magazine is centered around like this man basically um and so when i tell you the next part i need everyone to keep in mind this book was written in 2004 and so our societal our society has come much farther and so the big kind of conflict in this book is that um the man who is prince charming um is a gay man who has not come out yet and so for whatever reason they really need prince charming to be a straight man i can't figure out why um i'd forgotten about this and read it in a long time and i was like oh this isn't good this isn't great at all. Um, it, I think for the time, this book did a good job of talking about what it was like to be a gay person back in 2004, in the early 2000s. So back when Doma was still around. Um, I have to keep remembering while I'm reading this. It's a very different time. And it was probably it written. Was 16 years ago. And it was probably written in 2002, 2003. Yeah. So um, I did have to keep that in mind. So it makes it, it made it a little bit of a hard read this time through. I was like, that's not good. That's not good. That's not great either. <laughs> but it is older. And yeah. that's the kind of thing that you have to remember when you read um, older books. And so... In order to kind of bypass this, um, 
Eric, who is Prince Charming, he has enlisted the help of his best friend, Jack, who is going to pretend to be him um, and act as his stand-in. And so now the only thing is, is they have to fool the entire world and convince them that Jack, who is not very Prince Charming-like and hasn't been the one dispensing all of this advice to women across the country, that he is actually Prince Charming. Um, And so through the course of the book, Jack and Valerie fall in love. Um, But it's it's a really fun story, and it moves really, really quickly through the release, the launch of the magazine and how Jack shoots to fame and they have to keep like, they have to keep this lie going, even though like they're being booked on like more and more famous shows to talk about him. Like, um, kind of the finale is that he gets to do, do you remember that when David Letterman used to do the top 10? Oh yeah. I love so David Letterman. They called and asked for him to do the top 10, <gasps> which is like the biggest thing that you could do at the time was like, read the top 10 for Letterman, especially if you weren't like a real celebrity. Wow. Like just some guy off the street. So um, they have to keep this lie going despite there being like more and more scrutiny on top of them all the time. Um, It's a really fun read. Like I said, if you're reading this for the first time now, it can be a little harder to get through because um, we have come very, very far in society when it comes to talking about folks who are gay and accepting them. Um, and we just do such a better job of talking about people now than we did in the you early know, 2000s. Not, that gives me a lot of hope though, Alyssa, because a lot of times it feels like we're not making any progress. Oh, we've made so much progress in 16 years. That's wonderful. So much. Um, so this was Dear Prince Charming by... Donna Kaufman and she's written a ton of books I've read so many of them um she's just a really fun author and it's sad that she died and we have to see her go because she was a really bright light in the romance community well it's kind of a bummer to follow up but I guess Jessica gets to uh gets to try that out (laughs) I'm going to talk about fantasy, so it will will turn it around a little bit. (laughs) Okay, don't be sad. It's Jessica's turn, and she has to... uh... (laughs) So I read... um, I actually got this advanced reader's copy from the bookstore. Which bookstore? Which bookstore? Full circle. Which other bookstore? Well, I wanted you to say it because we have to give them shout outs because they're an independent bookstore. Speaking of which, if you want a book during these trying times, please give them a call because they're working at the store. They will take your order on the phone and they will ship it to you for free. Yep. I miss that place. Full Circle Bookstore, the best bookstore on the fucking planet well at least for our fucking planet anyway the oklahoma city fucking planet all right go ahead jessica it's supposed to come out in may but the release date has gotten pushed back to june thanks to corona girl serpent thorn by melissa b-a-s-h-a-r-d-o-u-s-t i don't want to ruin her name so I'll just spell it. So it's a fantasy book, of course. That's all I've been reading because I don't like real life right now. So um, 
The main character is the princess. She is a twin. And her brother is the the Shah, the the king, basically. And um, she was cursed by these things called divs. They're like demons, sort of, when she was a baby. And her touch is poisonous. Oh, man, that's a drag. So she has kind of been like in the background of her family's life for her entire life. And they like they spend part of the year with her at like the one king castle but they travel seasonally to all these places so she at the beginning of this book her family is just coming back and she's been alone for like six months if you think about it this is really an, a very timely read mm-hmm. yeah considering we're not allowed to touch anyone right now because of the <laughs> transfer of the fucking virus so go ahead jessica tell us all about this book <laughs> It's all good. So um, her brother comes back and announces that he's getting married and he doesn't even come see her for the longest time that he's there because they're all kind of like sort of ashamed of her, I guess. They're worried about the secret getting out because their family's been tainted by the demons and they think it'll, you know, sway the other noble people against him. Um and her whole life, she's been told this story about how her mom went into the woods when she was a girl before she married the king and let freed a woman from a trap. And then um, a div came and he was like, you've taken something from me, so I'm going to take something from you. And he curses her firstborn daughter to be poisonous. We find out that that's not exactly what happened. Uh-oh. And so she's been lied to by everybody that she knows and loves for forever. So she, it's a point in her life where she really wants to do anything she can to break her curse, even if it means betraying her own family or all these things. And she finally makes a friend who kind of sways her in the wrong direction. And there are lots of twists and turns in the book. And there's a lot of, um, I don't know, mythical creatures that are really cool. Um, she makes friends with one of them who's a girl that they've trapped in the dungeon, and she's the one who's, like, telling her this is how you break your curse and trying to secretly warn her about what this means for her family. Uh, and it's it's really intense, and it's really good, and she eventually, you know, kind of comes to term with who she is and what she is at this point in her life. Hmm. It was really good. Lots of magic. Sounds very fairy tale. It was. Fairy sure. tale. Very fairy tale. Yeah. In a really dark way, though. Yeah. <laughs> I like the dark <laughs> part. <laughs> it sounds yeah, good. It might might be a little I think it's YA. Uh and there's like a little romance aspect. I mean, the girl can't touch anybody, so anyone who shows her any kind of love she kind of falls for but um it's not super romancy and it's not super young because i mean like people get like slaughtered throughout the book so there's oh yeah slaughter's slaughter is slaughter's dark okay yeah so it's interesting it was really good i really liked it um i think i read it in like two days Hmm. but that was girl serpent thorn by melissa B-A-S-H-A-R-D-O-U-S-T. Bashardos. Bashardost? 
Bosher I'm, I'm like looking at it now. I'm adding it to my Amazon list. For once, I was paying attention to everyone's reviews, even yours, Vonnie. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and and that means that I did not prepare anything for my own self. Today I am reviewing The Dutch House by Anne Patchett. This was one of those books that I put on hold just based on the description, because I usually what I'll do is I'll go to the library site and I will look at all the new releases and anything that looks like it's even sort of like something I would like, since I'm not paying, I will put it on hold. And that's what I did with this one. And I think it was last week or maybe the week before somebody on the book chat was talking about how much they loved this book. And I was still on hold for it at the time. I think it might have been Shona down, Houston Shona, but I can't remember. This is one of those books. It's really hard to explain what it's actually about. But I have to say that the entire time I was reading it, I was thinking about the goldfinch. Even, really? Yes, even though it didn't have anything to do with anything that was in the Goldfinch, the writing style was so, how would I even describe it? It, it sucked me into the book so completely in the same way that the Goldfinch did. That's how mm. I felt about this book. I gave it five stars without any reservation. Wow. Yeah. It sort of starts out telling a bit of the background of of this family where so their dad, Cyril, is the kind of guy who he's in the well, this is at the end of the Second World War. I think he was in the military and he ends up buying some land that then allows him to buy more land, which then allows him to become a landlord, which then allows him to have enough money to buy this big house. Well, the house, there's a story behind the house because the people who previously lived there, the only person who was left was the old lady. And when she died, basically everything that was in the house stayed there. So they, he bought this house thinking his wife was going to be so impressed because they didn't have any money and he had kind of been keeping to himself all of this activity that he was, you know, amassing these real estate holdings or whatnot. She didn't really understand what he was doing. So he wanted to surprise her, so he bought this house. And it still had all the furnishings and all the possessions of the people who lived there before. I mean, everything. So it was one of those places that was very opulent. And the wife didn't like the house from the very beginning. And he's the type of guy who didn't really listen. Mm -hmm. He just basically was so impressed with his house. And she was the type of person who, when they met, she wanted to be a nun and he sort of talked her out of it. So she's one of those people who wants to help the poor. And here he takes her to this house. And they had they had a couple of kids. It's sort of almost like a saga, I guess you could say, because it, it's not really about anything mm -hmm. specific. It's more about 
how this house touches all of them. I really thought this was going to go into a haunted house situation, no, and it didn't. <laughs> not in the least. Not in the least. The well, house. I'm not, I'm not a family person. Yeah, yeah I was so, like, this is going to be a haunted house no, story, and I'm ready for it. Not a bit. Not a bit. Not a bit. <laughs> but the 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 portraits of the people who lived in the house before are still hanging on the walls. Oh, cool. And the possessions and all the furniture and everything are still in there. Well, the mom at some point just gets too freaked out by this thing. And she fucks off and leaves him with two little kids. Oh. Well, they do have a staff, a calming force in the family, you Mm -hmm. know. And the daughter, one of the daughters is the daughter, is diabetic. And so she really gets sick when the mom leaves because she and her mom were very close and she doesn't understand any of this stuff. Um, for, I, before I go any further, I probably should mention that Tom Hanks read this. Ooh. Oh, awesome. Anything Tom Hanks reads, I automatically fall in love with it. I, 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 something about the guy's voice, the way he performs. I don't know if I would have felt the same way about this book if Tom Hanks hadn't been reading it to me. so it's the story of these siblings because what eventually happens of course is that another woman comes into their father's life and when she does she brings her kids along god this is a long explanation i know um but the story after that is more about anger that the older daughter has like I said it sort of centers around that house I it's it's bizarre the hold that that house has on her and their relationship and the way it surrounds how the house is sort of woven into everything and the painting inside the house the other painting is of the diabetic daughter and it's still hanging on the wall in the house hmm. that's not really all that relevant except for the fact that it that's what is on the cover of the book is the painting hmm. this was one of those books you guys that it, it's going to be with me forever it's a goldfinch kind of book and i mean it sounds interesting when when shona i'm pretty sure it was shona said Oh my God, that was the best book. I'm thinking, yeah. I think it was Shona. Everybody says that. And it's, I have to see, I, the only other, the only other time I felt that way about a book is the goldfinch. That's it. So I know, I kind of halfway don't pay attention when people say, oh, that was a great book. I know that's horrible to say, but it really was a fucking great book and I'm going to recommend it to everybody that I come into contact with because it was so fantastic, especially read the audio because Tom Hanks is a God (laughs) and he read this book. What'd you say, Bonnie? It's called Dutch house, the Dutch house by Ann Patchett. And I've, I have never read anything else by Ann Patchett. I've seen her, on uh, the shelf for years, but I have never read anything by her because I'm not drawn to these kind of books. You know I'm not. Not my thing usually. But this was fantastic. I will be buying a copy of it to share 
I it may not be one that's going to live on my bookshelf as a debut author, but by God, I'll be buying that to share because it was an excellent book. I was very impressed. The kind of book that should be given a Pulitzer. Wow. It was really good. Yay. Yeah. So anyway, that was The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. Read by Tom Hanks. It's fucking hot in here. Hey, Echo. <gasps> Echo. You look can't at, hear us, look but at you that sure pretty, are adorable. Look at that pretty girl. That's, you know, that that's part of the good part about Zoom. Mm-hmm. Is that we get to see people's pets. She's bugging me. I don't know what she wants. <laughs> Annabelle has taken to, because I sit with my computer backs up to my chair mm-hmm. and so Annabelle is taken to sitting on top of the chair right behind my computer screen <laughs> so that she can look at me and be with me because I won't pay enough attention to her even though I'm home all day and she'll just like look at me like what are you gonna do about it are you gonna pet me are chase gonna- me chase me yeah are you gonna chase me are you gonna get me off of here are you gonna pet me do something do something I'm right here I'm right behind the screen. We still, we still have my very bored three-year-old niece during the week. Oh, oh boy. boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got some serious uh, cartoons in your house right now, don't you? Uh, yeah. Hmm. I've, I'm trying to get her. We did it. On Thursday, we didn't do it on Friday, but we were, I'm trying to get her to do cosmic kid yoga with me. Oh, I can just see a three-year-old trying to fucking do yoga, Jessica. It was fun. We had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> she really liked it. They do it like themed. They have a trolls one and a frozen one. Hmm. It worked. It's like goat yoga only for, only for little kids. Oh, yeah. Kids will do, look, if you theme it to the thing that they like, kids will do literally anything. Pretty much. Hey, kids, let's scrub the floors just like Cinderella. Here's the grout brush. Yes. (laughs) Children love that shit. They're like, I want to be like the thing I love. Has anybody got any kids that want to lend me? My kitchen floor could really use a good scrubbing. That's what I did to my... Uh, laminate floors today is today was a big day. I wet Swiffered everything, number one, which I never do, but I moved all the furniture. <gasps> I know. God, you must be bored. So bored. Well, we know Alyssa and I have been exchanging puzzles. Yes. When she comes over to my house because we're, we're, we're from up north and every winter I buy puzzles because Ron loves puzzles. So we have a big, huge stack. I would have a bigger stack, but I took them all up to my nieces, all my fairy puzzles. Oh. I took all those up to my sister's house. So they've got all the fairy puzzles now, which I might get them back this year because I'm sure they're sick of them and I'll exchange them for new ones. I'm really sad. I would have had another one for you. I have the sister one to that gray one. Uh. It was missing five pieces. What the fuck? I put the whole thing together and I was like, what the fuck? This took me forever. <laughs> There ought to be like some kind of insurance that comes with a puzzle. Right. If we're missing pieces. If you're missing pieces, you get a free one automatically. Yes. Or your money back or something. What? You need money for emotional distress when you're missing pieces to a puzzle. It's emotional distress. You need money for emotional distress when you're missing puzzle pieces. 
I have to agree. Who who wants to be the lawyer? Dewey, Cheatham, and Hal? <laughs> hey, we got Justin. He graduates next month. Oh, That's Justin. True. God, I miss his filthy little mouth. Me too. <laughs> he is so filthy. God, I've never met anybody more filthy than me. He's, he's, a, he's adorable. Justin's at the top of that list. He he really is. <laughs> no one else comes even close. You know, I, everyone I, else is like a distant like 12. I often wonder how we ever got the gig at Full Circle after the way we met those guys. <laughs> <laughs> we had to remember? go outside. Do you remember that night? We almost got kicked out of Full Circle when we went for the musical performance and sat there telling awful, horrible, dirty jokes while people were trying to watch the music. That's nothing. Don't go in there on Poetry Day. What happens on Poetry Day? They will give you nasty looks if you were... Like, I had someone come in and order a latte while they were reading poetry, and I had to grind the coffee beans because I was out of coffee beans. (gasps) And they read for, like, two hours. And I have never seen them give people that many dirty looks before. It was insane. Well, that's kind of your job, and right, you know, kind of. They, they were mad at the customers for ordering coffee at a coffee shop. Yeah, because they do like an intermission, and then everybody comes and orders that knows about the poetry. But it was like people who were in the bookstore that didn't know that it was Poetry Day oh, just came geez. and ordered a coffee, and I was like, "Please don't make me do this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to sell coffee. You're a coffee shop. Yeah, no, I mean I did it, and. They weren't mad at me. <laughs> Are uh, you sure they weren't mad at you? Yeah, they kept me and they were like, sorry about that. We know that's your job. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> Man, I would love to be back at the bookstore having people give me the stink eye right now. I miss it. <laughs> we had so much I fun. I know. I'm so sad. I, I don't think we're going to make the May one either, guys. Oh, I don't either. Mm-hmm. Because we were supposed to have a live event May 28th. That's not happening. No. Yeah, I think we probably won't have one until July now. Yep. Because June, I I was reading an article this morning, and they were saying they don't think it's going to get back to even close to normal until June in Oklahoma. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. I know. It fucking sucks. I miss making coffee. I make coffee every day, but... You know, fancy coffee. Yeah. You mean coffee you with coffee. you just have to bring your own equipment. Coffee with sugared violets on top and the dust yeah. of fairy wings and all that other bullshit you guys do to it. It's yeah, that so was pretty. I want some gold flecks flecks in my coffee. So you can shit gold flecks later? Yeah. Because oh, I want look, my honey, golden. honey, come here. Honey. <laughs> there's glitter in my poop. <laughs> Oh, that was the gold schlager I had last night. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, you really do have to see this. It's beautiful. (laughs) Shiny. It's so shiny. Cinnamon flavor alcohol makes me think of puke. I miss you guys. I have to go past the line. (laughs) I'm giddy. I'm drunk with excitement because I miss you guys so much. You're just drunk. I am not. (laughs) <laughs> that was last night <laughs> yeah uh, I was gonna ask have you 
just read Six of Crows? No, 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 no. That was a long time ago. I actually reviewed it on the podcast like two years ago. No, I know. I mean, have, is that the only one you've read? Uh, yes, because it's hard to read series when you're doing this show. It's true. It's very hard. Um, cool. what, what's the, how many books are in the series? Uh, if you're, so if you are talking like Kaz and Nina and those six, there's just two. Um, it's the second one's called Crooked Kingdom. Maybe I should read it. And then if you're talking about her whole universe and they overlap and like some of the characters are the same, they have, she has a trilogy called Shadow and Bone that takes place before it. And then King of Scars takes place after it. Hmm. Shadow and, and Bone is supposed Nina to be. Nina in it. Yeah, I, I need to. Uh, I need to read the second one at least, at the very least. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't read the second one after the ending of Six of Crows. I might have to go back. It's been so long since I've read Six of Crows. I might have to read it again now so I can remember what the hell it was about. I mean, I loved it. I remember loving it. That has been sitting on my shelf for like three years. I think maybe you need to read it, Alyssa. I have it. (laughs) I just haven't read it. I think I'm going to just see if I can get on hold hold for Six of Crows again. It was really good. But you've reviewed it, and so it's hard to read books that have been reviewed on the podcast. Well, uh, because it's like, oh, that means I can't talk about it. No, I mean, you could talk about it. That's true. Because it's been long enough ago. And hey, if you wait a little bit, I'll reread it. You can read Six of Crows and I'll read the second one. You can review the first one and I'll review the second one. Ooh, or review okay. Shadow and Bone. Okay. okay. Let's do that. That'd be fun. We'd have like a little mini Bonnie, theme. you'd get totally left out on that deal. Well, that's okay. If you could get Megan to read one, then you can just like leave me out and I'll just be a participant that week. <laughs> you can just uh, wrangle the circus monkeys that week. Yep, I'll just be uh, the pen- the peanut gallery. <laughs> Poofling and monkey. That's so good. <laughs> What's um, up with you this week? Yeah, I'm right back to that again. I was trying to get out of that little <laughs> loop that I got myself into. Okay, I have something weird to talk about. Okay. okay why is this part of my neck whiter than the rest of my whole body? Look, it like glows white. What the fuck? You know, I've noticed that. I saw that on. Apparently, I need to go outside and put a towel over my face and over my chest and just tan my neck. That's exactly what I need to do, Jessica. <laughs> just, just, just go out, <laughs> put my head all the way back. Who's the author shoulder. of Six of Crows? Leah Bardugo. Leah. Same Sorry, I interrupted your white neck rant. Yeah. I'll review Shadow and Bone if no one else has reviewed it. I love that. I love this whole... I've been obsessing over this universe for all of quarantine. And they're turning Six of Crows and Shadow and Bone into Netflix Ninth ha- I read Ninth House, too. Mm-hmm. Ninth House was really good, too. It's not the same universe. I'll have to buy the second one. I think, Bonnie, I think the reason why you're noticing this white patch on your neck... Is because you're not used to seeing yourself from that angle. Well, now I see what everybody else sees, and I just don't understand why people just don't laugh constantly. In the Zoom. 
No, I'm I'm seeing it too though. I got to I it it's because of the type of skin that's on your neck, I think. Baggy skin? See, you could be like me. I glow. I'm so pale everywhere. I was going to say, yeah, like the skin on my neck can't get any paler than the rest yeah, of my skin. Yeah, your neck does look really pale. Now that I I'm not going to be able to unsee that now, Bonnie. <laughs> I was sitting here looking going, "God damn, why is my neck so freaking white?" Now, it's like yeah. what do you see? You need to I'll put some bronzer on that shit, yeah. Bonnie. You need some what? bronzer. Bronzer on your neck. This is just what Jessica and I neck. look like every day of our lives. <laughs> it's like after you see the picture where you realize Tom Cruise's teeth are crooked. You can't unsee it. Can't unsee it. Yeah, I know. It, the zoom is is not meant for flattering angles. Well, I'm kind of sitting crooked and so you know when you sit crooked and my boobs go up my neck goes crinkly and it's just it's a whole thing it's a whole big boob thing well there's a whole webinar on on uh zoom presentation and sitting up straight and the way you angle your camera and all this other bullshit yeah but here's the thing i just don't give a shit when it's you guys (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. You can at lo- my worst. Honey, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, it was a joy to see you. We yeah. have we have not seen much of Jessica lately. We need to get you on the program more often. Yeah. I mean, now I have time. Before we went under quarantine, I was two job school full time in it so it's hard to catch me yeah now now that we're not doing the the uh, podcast like normal you have plenty of time yeah. <laughs> and you much. can and you can be out in jones mm-hmm. and you're instantly in tuttle fuck i love technology yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome and i get to see Alyssa in person mm-hmm. yeah because Alyssa's not staying home <laughs> i mean i am for the most part and that's the problem yeah, well, Quarant- Justin. just so much quarantine, so little time to hang out with your friends. Mm-hmm. Sigh. What a, what a sad ending. Yeah, we got, that's not a very fun ending, is it? Okay, so. So I'm going to go watching Tiger King because I need to know what all of this white trash bullshit's about. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you go back to Tiger King. I'll go back to reading a book I don't really want to read, but have to. Sounds like a trade-off. Trashy TV, bad books. Is there really such a thing as bad books? Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah. Oh, the there the definitely is. This is, not, this is not that bad, but... It's not bad. You just don't like it. I Those are two very different things. Yeah. I, I'm just... It's just not my thing. Reading a book that's not my thing, and I need to finish because I only have two chapters left. So yeah, you I'm, came too far. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go get that done. What are you gonna do, Alyssa? Uh, well, I have to go to the store because I'm like out of stuff, and then uh, I'm probably gonna do a puzzle. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm gonna He's keep gonna puzzling. Really Every neighbor. day I'm puzzling. Doom, doom, doom. All right, Jessica, last words. I think I'm Garrett and I might throw knives. Excellent. (laughs) 
You see, we have such varied talents on this podcast. And I think on that note, and stay away from Jessica, that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.